Hi, this is Marcos over at Star Tours. I don't listen to podcasts often, but when I do, I listen to Mousecapades. You're at the right place at the right time. You found the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I hope you enjoy the show. If you're like me, you're going to laugh a lot. We invite you to pull up a chair. Relax and get ready to take a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world. So, grab your magic bands and your Mickey ears. Here we go. Because it's time for another episode of the Mousecapades Podcast. It means no worries for the rest of your days. Happy Monday, Mousecapades listeners. We're back at it to the start of a new work week. Thanks for tuning us in and streaming us or downloading us. This is Nick, and I am here with Vicky. This is episode 380, and today we'll be talking about some Disney facts and rumors, which is a continuation of an episode from last week. It is. And you are listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Before we get started, we would like to encourage you to check out our friends at WaltExpress.com for Disney deals, tips, tricks, and all things. Disney, and as usual, Nick is going to give you the latest blogs that are up for you to read and check out. Yeah, over at our friends over at WaltExpress.com, you can go ahead and check out these blogs. Did you know that the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique offers a night's package? Available to book now, ultimate Christmas time package at Disney World, and where to find Santa Claus in Disney World during the holidays, all by Vanda Bean. Go ahead and check them all out. Vanda, you rock, over at WaltExpress.com. Santa Claus uh, is actually easier to find at Disney World than many places and he has you look multiple for a big fat guy in a red suit so how hard is it to find I just you and know oh, Disney does oh, a good job of having him everywhere so kids every kid has the opportunity to meet Santa while you're there that is one cool but what thing. if a kid sees one in one land goes to the next he's like how did you get over here okay so I don't you don't look the same. I don't think it's that way. You're shorter. I think there's only like one in a park. And he's like one in a kid. And goofy Santa at Hollywood Studios. So anyway, but that's a good article. So check it out. So Lee sent us, you know, Nick challenged everybody last week to send us facts and rumors in. And of course, you got to count on our good friend Lee from Cali to Lovely. actually send in something. And it was a fact that went along with a question that Nick had. And that was, Nick was questioning the fact that I said that Mickey uh, was his birthday was the first day that Steamboat Willie played. Me question you? Seriously? <laughs> nah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. So anyway, he did some background check on it, and this is what he told us. So Mickey Mouse first appeared in Playing Crazy and then in the Galloping Gacho that uh, Nick talked about. And that is where in the Galloping Gacho, Gaucho is where Mickey drinks beer and smokes. Some stogies. Both of those films were silent, and they were shown. Hammer drum. One time in theaters to interest film distributors to pick them up. Unfortunately, no one picked them up, and they were considered a ripoff of Oswald cartoons that Disney had lost the rights to. So neither of those films were actually released. 
They weren't officially released. And so Walt was desperate for success and at this point borrowed a lot of money and he created Steamboat Willie with a soundtrack. So the film distributors wanted to try the idea and the film was picked up and released in New York City's Colony Theater on November 18th, 1928. The soundtracks were added to Playing Crazy and Gallopin' Gaucho and the films were released in the following order. So it was Steamboat Willie 1928, Gallopin' Gaucho. Gaucho 1928, The Barn Dance 1929, and Plain Crazy 1929 as well. Wouldn't that to be considered, like, that's your character. You lost the rights to Oswald, right? And people think, oh, this is a ripoff of Oswald, because it really is the same character, except for the ears are different. Yeah, I don't think it's fair. And that would stink to be in Walt's shoes during that time period. But I'm glad he didn't give it up because he had a dream. That's right. right. Let's see here. Lee, Lee also told us that Khrushchev, and this is Brad Rowe, I want to get some Soviet music going on here, please, was really angry that he couldn't visit Disneyland. He made fun of the American government for not being able to protect him. How do you like that? Why did he want to come? <laughs> this is during the Cold War, right? Right. And you go to a country that you're in war with, and you're going to mock them for not being able to protect you only in America. That's of all course. I say. Only in America. The Disney party line in Mickey and Minnie is that they are married in real life, but not in the cartoons. Because remember we had this discussion right. last yep. week. Interesting. So thank you, Lee, for always keeping us on board. And, I see uh, you have some links here. Is there, am I supposed to, on the notes here, Victor? I had links for the ones that I did. Oh, so you, it, okay. you're more than got welcome it, got to got use it. my links. No, but... no, it's all good. I'm not going to steal your, steal your stuff. See here, what do you got, Vic? So, I wasn't expecting you to have me because I thought it was your turn. Okay, I can keep going. There is a secret bar at Disneyland only open to members. To what? Only open to members. To the bar? They have to be a member of a bar? There is a secret bar at Disneyland only open to members. <laughs> you just like saying moo ha ha ha. It's Club 33. Ah, oh, ah, I forgot yeah. that. Club 33, it's a secret watering hole only open to members of the club. It is indeed a very real thing at Disneyland and at other Disney parks around the world, guys. Wow. So. If you have lots of money, you can join. Behind an innocent-looking green door in the heart of New Orleans Square section of Disneyland lies a beautiful club that Walt Disney originally designed, and it includes uh, in the park to its host sponsors and other VIPs when they visit the park. After Disney passed away, Club 33 evolved into a members-only club that regular visitors to the park could join for a fee so that they would have a private oasis to escape the crowds in the heat of the day and enjoy an adult beverage of their choice. Imagine that after Walt died. Adult beverage of their choice. choice After Walt died. In uh, 2017, it was announced that by Disney that Club 33 would be opening at Walt Disney World in the Magic Kingdom Park for the very first time, where it will again be the only place that serves alcohol in the park. Alcohol is served in other parks, though. It's a long-standing tradition for people to get trashed at the tour of the world, and we also call that drinking around the world at Epcot. So, decorating the four theme parks, Disney Springs and all the resorts, is a task for Hercules himself, although it's actually done by Disney's cast members. The installation begins Halloween night, which we talked about many times, I believe, and is completed by Thanksgiving. So, they said, how much... How much are we talking about here? Do you know, Nick? How much what? How much? So how much decorating is going on? Do you know how many trees? Take a guess. No. Okay. I I don't know. So there's 29 custom created trees from heights of 15 to 70 feet tall. Um, The the trees are amazing. The tallest tree, of course, is the 70 foot and it's located. Where would you think? Because this is not where I would have thought. The 70 foot tree. 
the 70 foot tree? Mm -hmm. Where do you think it's located? I don't know. The one right there in Main Street. See, that's what I would have thought. Because Magic Kingdom's the original, blah, blah, blah. It's actually... Disney Hollywood Studios? No, it's Contemporary Resort. Contemporary Resort. Oh. Has 16,000 lights and more than 200 custom ornaments. So the stars and the toppers for the trees are up to seven feet tall, and they can weigh up to 200 pounds. There's 596 smaller trees, and they range in height from two feet to 14 feet, depending on where you are in the different areas between the resorts and the parks and Disney Springs. The Magic Kingdom has 590 garlands that measures 5,188 feet. It also has 40 trees within the Magic Kingdom. Hollywood Studios, Dinosaur Gertie, the one that's in the pond (laughs) right in front of 50s primetime, is dressed in her finest holiday attire, and her hat is so big that four people could actually stand inside of it. Wow. I didn't know that. I know. These are interesting. Sunset season greetings at Hollywood Studios includes 12 high-definition projectors used to visually transform the facade of Hollywood Tower of Hotel... Tower Hotel with scenes of the season and the 21 palm trees along Sunset Boulevard illuminate with programmable color changing LED fixtures. And I'm going to let you say some facts because there's plenty more on here. I like Break it up a little bit. The Christmas season over at Disney Hollywood Studios. They do it right. It yep. is nice. All right. So here's a fact. And uh, we've talked about this before on the podcast. It was our uh, episode where Disney had um, some inappropriate scenes and oh, right. all of their cartoons. Okay. It's I'm not going the time to figure it yeah, out. I'm not going to relive those. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to say the title of that show. You can go back and find it. Right. But a topless woman appears in The Rescuers. Remember this? I do not remember this. I, I think they're going by in a car or, or something like that. And there's an actual photograph of a real woman with her hootatas hanging out. Oh my! Yeah. So there, uh, the, the, it says here in the article that there are on um, there are rumors about uh, nudity hidden in Disney animated movies, but it is actually true. In 1999, the home video release of the 1977 movies, The Rescuers, someone actually did slip in a bit of nudity in two of the frames. Very briefly, through a window in the background, sharp-eyed viewers can catch a glimpse of a topless woman that was apparently taken uh, from a centerfold of a Playboy magazine. Oh Disney quickly learned about the, offen- uh, the offending frame and immediately recalled over 3 million VHS tapes. It's a little unclear when the picture was slipped in, but it was not on the 1992 VHS release, which was made from a different master print. It was apparently in the original 1977 theatrical release. For their part, Disney claimed it was done sometime in post-production process and was not done by the animators. There's a whole story about that as well. Let's see here real quick. Would they do a lie detector test on everybody that was involved in that movie to find out or? Mm. or they just never found out? I don't, uh, I don't, I'm not quite sure. We have to go back and look, but if you see here in the picture, Vic. Pretty soon you're not going to be able to turn your screen around to show me anymore. Oh, I know. My screen's not going to turn, but if you look at that, can you see that in the window? The lady. Oh. hanging out there. From the rescuers, there's a free, it's frozen. Uh, the, the, the frame there. And someone slipped that in. Sorry, listeners. That is totally. The camera, or excuse me, I'm knocking the the microphone there. That is crazy. Very crazy. right. That, that is nuts. All right, what do you got, Vic? Animal Kingdom is home to 331 garlands and 40 trees. I'm back to Christmas, by the way. Okay. And the Animal Kingdom Lodge is home to a 40-foot, 5-foot, all... Let me back up. 45-foot tall iconic tree featuring authentic African decor and reproductions of traditional African masks. Those are carved, Nick. If they're not, 
they did a really good job making some plastic molds because each one of those that hangs on the tree looks like it's a carved piece of wood um, hand done by somebody. Nearly all of the decor lighting at Animal Kingdom is LED and the park uses 25,000 C7 shaped LEDs and 40,000 mini LEDs. That's a lot of LED lights and a lot of money. The candlelight processional at Epcot is performed 117 times during the holiday season. It's also the first year performances will occur on Thanksgiving, which we just talked about in our quiz with you. Disney Springs has more than 2,000 pieces of individual holiday decor, including a 45-foot tall tree. Each piece of its decor was custom designed to fit the classic Florida town theme that carries throughout the entirety of Disney Springs. And my last Christmas piece of history, our fact today is, this year marks the 20th anniversary of the classic gingerbread house in the lobby, which I talked about um, on our episode earlier last week. And the life-size house is made from more than 10,000 pieces of gingerbread, and it requires 560 hours to construct it. It's 400 hours for them to bake the gingerbread and 160 hours for them to decorate it. Can you imagine? Holy smokes. So here's my fact for you. Walt Disney made a film about menstruation. Really? They did, yes. A short film was made in 1946. It's outdated, but uh, while the biology is correct, it never once mentions the word S-E-X. And it only refers to a woman's, you know what, twice. Uh, Anyway, so it's unclear how many schools actually used this film, right, for educational purposes at the time but it has certainly been a hit on the internet with millions of views on YouTube so you might want to go check that out well just type in Walt Disney made a film about menstruation am I saying that right yeah, <laughs> yes I'm just still but in check, awe that they but check out check this out check out the pictures Vicky. we're gonna go through them for you I'm gonna turn my screen for you so you can see them look at that little girl she she uh that, that girl sad. there she looks very sad that she's going through the cycle and going through the process she check does this look out. very check sad check this out what, what's, what is there I can't see it I'm now she's riding her bicycle very happy oh she's very happy yes. and then something happens she's in the shower now she's in the shower and she's she, wearing a shower cap which dates happy? this movie she's still got a smile on okay. her face what's next I can't see it. Um, she is aghast, which, like, her mouth is jawed open. Oh, like, she's like, oh, oh what's going on? Yeah. What's going on down something, here? Something changed. Yeah, I can't believe this happened, actually. And there's no... Oh, advertisement. Next. Oh, an advertisement. What's the advertisement? <laughs> <laughs> what's next? Um, four women are looking at a black cat. <laughs> what? <laughs> here, kitty, 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 kitty. I don't know. What, what's this? Now there's a baby. In a baby bed, and the baby's smiling. Oh, because of the whole cycle, I get it. Okay, oh, okay. I think I'm. I think a diagram might come next. I'm just making an inference. Your inference. Okay. Yeah. Can't wait. Is there? There is a diagram. You're kidding me. Are you serious? <laughs> there is a diagram. I seriously was not looking at anything, but just going by the the pictures, how they were progressing. I'm like, there's got to be a diagram coming up. Fallopian tubes, by the way. That's what I was actually. Oh my gosh, that's what I was envisioning in my head. Are you serious right now? Well, that makes sense because it goes along with the title of the movie. But okay. I need, and babies. Yeah. All right, what's next? <laughs> um, a silhouette of a woman with a dotted line from her mouth all the way down to her womanly area. I gotta check this out. Oh, there is. Oh, it's probably like showing you like in the cartoons. Maybe you know? I have no idea. No idea at all. And it goes back to the original cover. But yeah, Walt Disney made a film about menstruation. That is very, very interesting, Nick. I have to tell you. I would not have thought that. I, I know. Who would have thought, right? <laughs> so, crowd-free Black Friday shopping. Who lives for that? I know I do, because I don't... Online shopping? Uh, I'm going to tell you. So, one of my favorite things at Disney World during Thanksgiving is Black Friday shopping at Disney Springs. This has only been offered for a few years now, but each year, it's top 
the last. Uh, last year, the event tr- stretched into the weekend with special merchandise released each day. So typically, uh, Black Friday, Disney Springs opens at 8 a.m. Guests receive special pamphlets upon arrival detailing the different sales and discounts being offered. And although not every location participates, the vast majority do. And there's also often special food and drink items that are available at this event. And it says, I love Black Friday at Disney Springs as it has historically been crowd-free for the first two hours. That's interesting. Where else can you say you went Black Friday shopping and never waited in a line? If there are crowds and lines, they're often for specials, limited edition merchandise, etc. But that's not your thing. Or excuse me, if that's not your thing, you may find Disney Springs all to yourself for a time then it says be prepared to spend at least your budget money okay like spend all your money basically well that's what happens when you go to Disney Springs that's a no brainer that's right you spend money you spend all your money like uh, we're gonna call our intern Kimberly or Kimberly the intern I like that not, that sounds <laughs> nice Kimberly when, you know we just had her on for a trip review she's agreed to be our intern so we're gonna call her Kimberly the intern okay and like she radiation. even agreed. She spent all of her money there, right? Remember, she had a budget oh, yeah. and she went well over it. Yeah. So, you know, even Kimberly, the intern, can speak to this. Did you know that uh, comedian Steve Martin's first job was selling guidebooks at Disneyland? I did not know that. I'd always heard it was the uh, the magic shop. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, it looks like he ended up going there, too. But Steve Martin is a legend. We all know this. Uh, beloved American. Uh, anyway, he ended up working at uh, on Main Street USA and selling guidebooks at Disneyland. Pretty neat. That is funny, for sure. Have you ever realized or noticed that A113 is in every Pixar film? Or I don't not, think so. If not all, most. Joey's probably talked to you about this. I know he's mentioned this to us, but what is the actual meaning of A113? And you see it on the license plate, you know? Oh, yeah. Right? You see it there on the license plate. I believe it's also like on a... Um, a room number to some door or something like that in one of the films. I'm not so sure. But anyway, it is a secret code. A113 mysteriously appears, at, it says here, in all the Pixar films except for one. So what is the meaning, Vicky, behind A113? It first appeared on a license plate in uh, the Pixar movie, Toy Story, the very first one that they had. Right. Let's see here. Uh, I, lost my, I lost my track of thought. Okay, A113. What do you think it was, by the way? Do you want to give a guess? I'm sorry. I no Alligator I like, 13. You know what? Hey, that's a great guess. A113 was actually a room number, uh, classroom number. Oh. To to uh, the California Institute of Arts. Oh, that's cool. Where a number of Pixar animators learned their craft and where they started slipping in the tribute of A113 uh, in, all, in all of the movies. It's now become like a good luck charm for Pixar. That's awesome. So it's kind of neat where... You know, they were once students. That's where they learned the craft that they're working on now for Pixar with the computer animation. Gotcha. And apparently it was, it was all in this one single room, A113. That's awesome. So the majority cool. of the animators had to take a class and at the California Institute, and then it was in room A113. So it's kind of cool that they give a tribute or homage to, you know, California Institute in all their films. That's, that is very cool. So Disney has a lot of television facts among them and here's a couple so or a few I should say Disney branded television channels there's over 100 and this was updated that doesn't shock me or the, the, the umbrella like true they own right networks and all the channels that go under them yeah and so the number of languages that Disney branded te- uh, television uh, television channels You're are developing an own language your own language right. yourself 34 okay 34 languages wow. that didn't surprise me because um, just you know it's a small world and just 
so many other things that they wanted to do. Countries that Disney branded television reaches 163 countries. The Disney Channel began broadcasting in 1983. They merged with ABC in 1996. Um, the estimated number of ESPN's ESPN subscribers is 90 million, which sports is a big deal, so I'm not too shocked about that. The number of domestic channels ESPN operates is eight. So, just some interesting Disney TV facts. ESPN Ocho. <laughs> and my friends that love uh, dodgeball know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. With Will Ferrell? Yeah, I know. Or not Will Ferrell. Sorry, it was with um, um, no, our I'm... other boy. He's a Chicago Blackhawks fan, Vince Vaughn. There you yes. go. He was in that movie. All right, Disney World, you want another fact here, don't you? Richard Nixon, he gave his famous speech, I'm not a crook, right, at Disney World. Lee chimed in uh, some time ago and said that took place at, do you remember? Um, the Contemporary Resort. It, yep, the Contemporary Resort. It's one of the most famous quotes in the United States history. As reporters grilled Nixon about the ongoing Watergate scandal, President Richard Nixon declared, people ought to know... If their president is a crook. Well, I'm not a crook, is what he said. The amazing thing about the iconic quote that people don't know is that the press conference was happening at the Contemporary Resort at Walt Disney World on November 17th, 1973. Seven presidents have visited Disney World during their terms as president, but only one made a speech like that. It turns out, of course, that Richard Nixon was not a crook, and less than nine months later, after he denied being one in, or denied being one in Florida, he would resign the presidency. Still the only man to ever do that, by the way. I know. It's sad. I mean, I'm surprised that it doesn't happen now. But anyway, so it is a fact that it can get cold in Florida. I know a lot of people think. Did I say Richard Nixon was not a crook? I think I accidentally yeah. said that. What I meant to say was he, he was, was a, crook. a crook. You did. You, move along, you didn't move want along, to do that. Okay. So anyway, Florida can get cold. It is hot in Florida, but it's not hot all of the time. A fall day in Florida offers a wide range of temperatures, and it can be from anywhere from the 80s during the day to needing a sweatshirt or even a coat at night. Basically, you may experience several seasons in a single day in Florida, so you need to be making sure that when you pack, you pack smart. So it's like St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And you wear layers. If not, you may find yourself buying a $60 sweatshirt at the Emporium for each member of the family. And I will tell you, Nick, that happened last Christmas. If you don't remember this, my son, the genius, brought a pair of jeans and he was determined he was only wearing them to Disney and from Disney. Well, it got so cold one night at Animal Kingdom, we finally went and bought him some sweatpants that say Disney World on the side, which he's bringing with him if he's listening right now. He is bringing them this year. Just say, uh, say it on his booty. Disney no. Said he said Walt. <laughs> WDW. <laughs> no, it's on his. It's There's on the leg of him. But um, I told him, I said, I don't care if you don't wear those, but you are wearing them every time we go to Disney because you know you need them. So do that's you, just a fe- thing that people don't think it's cold there. Do you remember here in St. Louis? I swear it was maybe in the low 80s, upper 70s, and the same day it ended up snowing later on that evening. Oh, do you yeah. remember that? I can yeah. remember that as a child. I was maybe seven or eight. I don't. Know, I, I just know it's was, crazy. Was it in the 80s? Was it like low 80s? Do you remember that day? I don't remember low 80s, but I know. There's been days where it was like 70 and then overnight it snowed. Isn't that crazy? It was just yeah, It's Missouri. Yeah. Misery. Misery. All right. So you're looking for a fact from me, right? Is I am. Okay. Let me pull up my facts here. No, I don't want to talk about the Utilidors. That's not... Everyone knows about the Utilidors underneath the Magic Kingdom. And the Magic Kingdom actually isn't... Um, it's up on a hill, actually. The Magic Kingdom's up on a hill. Let's see here. Andy's coming. We all know that... 
Oh yeah, this was a fact. Andy's coming. It is true. Recent years, Disney has changed it. The characters, when you're with the meet and greet or whatnot, and you said Andy's coming, they would fall to the ground. Right. Well, now they don't do that anymore because it ruins the costumes. Well, and people were getting hurt. <laughs> I am out of facts. Oh, I just have a couple more. All right. So Fantasia flopped when it was released in 1940, but it gained popularity when the movie was re-released in the 60s, and the movie would get a sequel in 1999 with people a new segment. People warned Walt, though. Don't do it. I know. Because animators warned him. Yeah, it just it was seen through a different set of eyes. But what they were doing was they were perfecting the anim the animation talent, or I should say, the different techniques is what they were working on for that film. Really, more than anything. But gotcha. He was warned we shouldn't really be wasting our time and money on something like this. You know, I think we talked about this before, Nick, but it's just a fact that I love to mention, and that is that Robin Williams ad libbed so much when he was recording the genie yes, for Aladdin. We have talked about this. That the producers ended up with 16 hours of recordings, and because of many of of the off script lines, the movie was rejected for the best adapted screenplay nomination at the Academy Awards. I would love to hear the 16 hours of stuff. Oh no, I would. He was just amazing at just spouting off stuff. I don't know. The production of Frozen took 600 people and 2.5 two and a half years, sorry, of production resulting in more than 300 million hours to complete that one movie. Now, it's definitely made the money back for it, but that's crazy, right? Oh my gosh. 300 million hours. It's crazy. All right, one more and then we can be done. We can do these another day. So former CEO Michael Eisner threatened to close the animation studio if Beauty and the Beast wasn't a success. And of course, it was. Are you serious? Yeah. I don't remember that one. He said, beast it or bust. Oh, I remember that. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. So, yeah, this is fun. I like pulling rare things. Some things we've heard before, but some things I... I don't think that I have heard. So it's always nice to research. This was like fun, this. man. I loved doing the fact episode. This is yeah. really cool. That was your idea. Good job. But, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Listen, listeners, if you're interested in being a guest on our show or have a question or comment, simply text us 407-674-0414. Email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to book your next trip or you want that free quote, text us 407-674-0414. Email us travel at mousecapadespodcast.net. Check us out on our social media accounts. Instagram is going to be Mousecapades underscore Nick. Our Facebook page is going to be The Mousecapades Podcast. Don't forget to place The in front of Mousecapades Podcast. And our Twitter account is going to be Mousecapades Pod. Be sure to listen to Wednesday's show as we dish the latest news, rumors, and history. And as always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, The Mousecapades Podcast. I forgot to mention, don't forget our friends at WaltExpress.com for all things Disney. Check them out. Well, Vixer, I think it is about that time. Peace. And love. Have, Have a, a magical, magical day, day, my, my friends. friends. You've been listening to the all-new Mousecapades podcast. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. And have a magical day.